Welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I am your host, Maddie Marie. Welcome back to another week at the By Maddie Marie podcast. I am so excited to be talking to you guys today. We are coming at you with another quick one, but the agenda for today is our magic moments with Mad Dog. We're going to do a little catch up. I don't really have much to go over, so it'll be pretty simple. And then we are going to talk about desperation and being desperate because I think it's yucky. So we're going to dive into that today. But to kick it off with our magic moments with Mad Dog, I'm pretty sure I touched on this last week or the last episode that I did. I can't remember, but it's still like literally, I can't even believe it. It's still mind-blowing. I registered Romy for preschool last week and I literally almost cried. She is going to start this fall. Like, I cannot believe, she just turned three and I cannot believe that I have a three-year-old and that my three-year-old can go to preschool this year. It's literally crazy. It is so bittersweet because I'm so excited to like watch her grow up and experience life. I love seeing life like through her eyes, but it kind of breaks my heart that she's getting so big. Everyone always says like the days are long, but the years are so short and it's seriously so true like I feel like I just blinked and she was born yesterday and now she's three but breaks my heart but that's all we can do you know we can just love them while they grow because you can't slow it down anyways moving on to our little catch-up I talked last week about how I started the throne of glass series and I'm not gonna lie it's a lot harder to get into than Akatar was So I'm a little bit stressed that I'm going to hate it, but we're plugging along. So I'm like, my Kindle tells me percentage. So this is entirely unhelpful to anyone who hasn't seen the book, like how thick the book is, but I'm like 30 something percent done. And yeah, I'm intrigued to see how it goes, but it's truly just not itching what I needed itched. So we shall see. Moving on. This last weekend, H and his whole family invited us to do a bunch of fun stuff. So we started, we actually invited his um, brother and his brother's family to Thanksgiving Point with us on Friday. And it was seriously so fun. We went to the Curiosity Museum and they are doing like a travel the world thing. So we went when it was Kenya And it was so cute. Romy had a freaking blast. They got to build with some blocks. They got to look at cool rocks. We got to see some skull bones, and it was really fun. So we'll be going back. I love Thanksgiving Point. It has so many fun things to do, so we're going to try out some other things. One of my favorites that Thanksgiving Point does is their Day of the Dead festival. It's just one day. It's always right around when the Day of the Dead is, just always on a Saturday. And it's so fun. So we're going to look for that again this year later on. But another fun thing we got to do is we got to go to the aquarium. And I hadn't been in the aquarium since Halloween of 2022. So it's been a long time. 
but it was a blast. I'm so glad that we got to go, and I love the sharks. It's my favorite. They're, they do yoga with the sharks, and I literally need to go on and, like, schedule a time to do it because that sounds seriously so fun. <laughs> so catch me doing yoga with some sharks soon. Um, and my last update is I did my usual Google search of the top 1% of salaries and, like, earnings, you know, and the top 1% of earners in the U.S. as of December of 2023 makes just under $824,000 a year. And I know that's a lot of money, right? Like, I understand that that is a significant chunk of change. That's a lot. But it always blows my mind because I always think it's going to be more. Like, top 1% of earners is making that. The next one, like, the top point zero, like, 0.1% is like 3.2 million so like there's a pretty big gap granted going from one percent to 0.1 percent that's a pretty big jump but it always blows my mind that the top one percent is like i'm gonna say only only at 824k but like i know that's a lot of money i just thought it was gonna be higher anyways we are going to dive into desperation because I feel like it's just yucky. I saw this on Instagram at some point, I feel like. And basically being desperate is like a one-word description of a mental, emotional, and behavioral exhaustion. You feel hopeless. You get to a point where you're just sad and anxious all the time. And it clearly displays through your actions. So one disclaimer before we dive into this episode is I understand that depression and anxiety are real. I understand that there are chemical imbalances sometimes that you simply cannot fix without a medication. And I am not talking about that kind of despair or desperation or being desperate. I'm talking about the kind you can control. I'm talking about being desperate for attention and like not actually taking care of yourself to the point where you can be consciously aware of what you're doing and there are really so many ways that desperation can display ultimately it will ruin your relationships it will push people away it will literally just give people the ick it's honestly so yucky when you're just asking like acting desperate for attention there's literally no reason everything this is my freaking monthly reminder for you guys everyone is so wrapped up in their own world That yes, like you might have a select few people give you attention consistently. But not everyone is just going to think you're the main character. Like you might feel like you're the main character because it's simply your life. Like as you should, you should feel like you're the main character in your life. But no one else is going to think you're the main character because they are all in your position. They're all like, oh, I'm hot shit, you know. And you're not paying that close attention to other people either. So I think it's important to just remember that like you being desperate is only going to push people away. It is not going to attract people to you. People are just going to think you're yucky. But there's no way, there's no reason to like be a negative black hole of desperation. So we're going to talk about how you can change it because I think we should touch on this really quickly. Again, this will be a quick episode. Next week we're going to talk about sleep and I'm actually so excited. So buckle in because that's like my literally my only new year's resolution was to fix my sleep schedule so next week will be a wild ride but back to desperation so how you're going to avoid this we're going to break it down into a few different steps first is avoiding burnout 
I feel like a lot of the time when people get desperate or when people get like sad and anxious is when they are just hitting their max, right? Like you go too hard in the gym consistently, you're going to get burnt out. Your muscles are going to tell you to slow down and to stop and burnout is serious, right? It's a serious thing. You can truly get mentally, emotionally burnt out and exhausted and it's important to know your boundaries and set boundaries and maintain them. I have talked about boundaries in I feel like every single episode of this podcast, but it truly is so important to outline what you are comfortable with and what you are not. I think this is something that needs to be done behind closed doors alone. I think you need to really look at what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to tolerate. I need you to truly like get that in your brain because one thing that my parents told me growing up is if you decide before you're presented with an opportunity your decision on the opportunity like it was always based around drinking and doing drugs right those are things you should not do so if you tell yourself from an early age if i'm presented with this opportunity i will say no that is not what i'm about then when you are presented with that opportunity you already have an answer you are already mentally prepared to say no that's not something i'm comfortable with so i think the same thing goes for boundaries i think it is something that people adults children every single person needs to really like decide what they're comfortable with children are going to need the help of their parents and their parents are going to have to be able to do it for themselves to be able to do it for them as well so understand your boundaries make the decision ahead of time so when you're presented in a situation you know the outcome that you are going to get because you know your answer the second part of avoiding burnout is listening to your body and your intuition so your body is going to tell you when you physically need rest and your intuition is going to tell you when to step away from certain situations and if you really like tune in to your intuition a lot of the time it's right i think people have frequencies people have energies and you really can feel it you can feel the energy of an environment and an environment is created by the people who live in it so when i was in my last relationship i left it in december of 2023 and almost immediately i looked different i felt different i was so much happier and it was simply because i changed my environment i knew that it was time to change my environment and within a matter of weeks romy was on a much healthier schedule it honestly didn't even take weeks it was so fast She was a completely different child. She was so much happier. She was so much healthier. And she had finally gotten to have a consistent, healthy routine because I set my boundaries, right? I set the boundaries because I'm the parent and I'm the one who can help provide that healthy, happy environment. So that was one of the key defining moments of, damn, I really do need to keep and maintain these boundaries. I cannot let what has been happening ever happen again because it was just so unhealthy and once you're out of it you really do realize how important boundaries are because i have heard and you know love stories and movies and books are always like oh i would do anything for that person i would give up everything for someone that's stupid you should not be giving up everything for someone else. You should not be abandoning your dreams, abandoning your 
routines. You should not be abandoning your self-care, your self-love. You should not have to give up parts of yourself for someone else. And recognizing that as a boundary is definitely necessary. The last part of avoiding burnout is just resting. Both of the first two, so knowing your boundaries and then listening to your body and your intuition, both of those things are going to tell you when it's time to rest. You are going to know when it's time to rest emotionally, when to step back from situations. You're going to know when it's time to rest physically because you're exhausted. And that is a key factor in avoiding this desperation because when you are exhausted, like you can't think straight. Your brain is not wired to function off of little sleep and little emotional capacity. So you need to nurture those things so that you really can try and be your best self all the time. The next thing to do to avoid desperation is just recognizing it. Recognizing desperation is understanding that there's a clear line between needing help and asking for it the correct way versus acting desperate for attention and then not being able to get the help necessary. Because when you act desperate, people are going to be like, this is not it, right? You're calling wolf. You are literally begging for attention right now rather than just being genuine in like hey i'm actually really struggling with this and i really need help people want to help that is a basic need being a human is the need to help other people you feel fulfilled when you help other people so keep that in mind and reverse it right like you want to help other people other people are going to want to help you but you cannot pose it as like oh I just need it so bad. I'm going to die, right? Like quit drawing attention and grow up and ask for it. Say it with your chest and be mature and just be willing to admit when there is fault and when you can fix it. I think that is a key part of recognizing desperation and acting on it is really just understanding that no one's perfect and you're definitely part of that, right? Like you will never be perfect There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, you have to understand that at some point in time, you're going to need help from someone. You're going to need something from someone else. You're going to have to reach out and really like extend an olive branch so that other people can grab onto it. You know, the next part in avoiding burnout is embracing authenticity. This is another thing that I woke up to last year because I was trying really hard to be someone that someone else liked rather than thinking, do I like who I'm becoming first? And that was a really hard pill to swallow. That was a really hard lesson to learn. I had to literally like reconstruct myself to who I was before I was in that relationship. One, it was the best feeling ever getting myself back. But you have to understand that when you're fully yourself, there's really no room To worry about what anyone else is thinking. At that point, you're secure, right? Once you can accept, and you don't have to like everything about you. I feel like that is a common misconception of being authentic, right? Like, you can love yourself without liking every single part of yourself. So, the key part of being authentic is loving who you are, flaws and all, but being willing to work on them. Beating around the bush of authenticity is literally the worst thing you can do. Stop pretending to be someone else. If you don't feel authentic in following trends, then simply don't. 
there are people who don't follow trends. There are people who do follow trends. There are people who create their own freaking world. So you don't have to feel like you need to follow the status quo and the social norm just because you want attention. There is attention to be found everywhere. So don't be desperate for it in somewhere that you're not going to belong. Once you do accept yourself and you're working on being your best self, there's really like, it really cuts out the room for desperation. Like there's literally no even room for you to be desperate because you're just happy, right? You just feel full, full and happy and fulfilled. The next part of avoiding desperation is just being straightforward. I have never personally understood why people choose to be petty and, like, be around their freaking needs. Like, if you need something, people cannot read your mind. Stop doing these passive-aggressive, oh, it'd be really nice if I had this. Oh, it'd be really nice. Like, grow up. That's disgusting. Say it with your chest and say what you need. If someone's not going to do it, then why are you spending time with them? Why do you want their attention so badly? Clearly, they are not going to be what is necessary for you. You have to, at some point, you have to recognize that you are literally doing it to yourself. If you are not happy in your own life, literally change it. It is no one else's responsibility but yours. And I think that is what pisses me off or like irks me the wrong way when people ask act desperate because you're literally doing it to yourself like one of my pet peeves is complaining unsolicited about shit that you are electively choosing like I understand a good freaking rant session about shit that is happening that is out of your control and you need to just vent before you tackle the situation I don't understand complaining about shit that you literally do to yourself if you are unhappy i'm gonna say it again if you are unhappy in your own life grow up and change it i'm so sick of that being sugar-coated for everyone because no one is gonna do it for you no one owes you shit do it for yourself anyways Beating around the bush, back to the freaking initial point, being straightforward, beating around the bush literally will only create confusion. You are only going to confuse people. You're only going to frustrate people. And it is just going to spark anger and resentment. And there's no way that is going to better your life. Anyways, the last um, method to avoiding burnout is respecting yourself. Respect is such an interesting topic because... I was talking to someone about it today and they're like, obviously you should always be respectful. And maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it's not. I do think respect needs to be earned, but at the same time, I do think there should be a level of respect that is upheld all the time until it's not right. Until they like, you shouldn't have to always uphold respect when you're being mistreated So I think it's kind of a fine balance. I mean, generally, I'm a happy person. I'm respectful to everyone I meet because that is simply the right thing to do. But I'm not going to continually go out of my way to be respectful to someone who treats me like shit. I'm not going to continue to let myself be walked all over 
and just take it just because, oh, you should be respectful. No. And one of the things, like, growing up, you always hear be respectful of your elders, be respectful of, you know, like your mentors, your teachers. I understand that, right? But if there are adults that are constantly belittling children, that child shouldn't have to be respectful. And maybe that's a hot take. Maybe it is because I feel like we grow up in a society where children are forced into respecting people that don't deserve it, unfortunately. But this is so, this is such a derailed conversation at this point. But I really do think that way. Like, I think respect should be earned. And I think if you're not going to earn it, then you don't deserve it. But I do think starting out, it should be given. And then to maintain it, it needs to be earned. Anyways, I hope that made sense. But back to the freaking topic, respecting yourself. This goes back to the first very initial point. And that is knowing your boundaries and upholding them. You have to be willing and you have to respect yourself enough to uphold your boundaries no matter the consequences. And I feel like consequence has a negative connotation, even though it's not. Every single action has a consequence, good or bad. Your consequence for going to work every day is that you get a paycheck. Your consequence for treating someone like shit is that they don't want to be around you. Cause, effect, consequence. I, boundaries and consequences are kind of a hard pill to swallow because you're going to event, inevitably, you're going to set a boundary and then you're going to have to do something about it. So if your boundary, I don't freaking know, if your boundary is that you're going to be sober and you're done drinking, then at some point you're going to have someone come up to you and be like, oh my God, do you want a glass of this? And you're going to have to say no. You're going to have to say, this is my boundary. And maybe that person is a jackass. And maybe that person treats you like shit because you said no to their drink. Then your consequence for upholding your boundary is why would you spend more time with that person? You should be putting yourself in a different situation. You should be surrounding yourself with different people, right? That is the natural consequence. I also, back to consequences, this is turning into a parenting episode, so (laughs) bear with me because apparently I'm all over the place. I promise I'm reading off of this. I I mean, it's bullet pointed, so that's why it's freaking chaotic right now. Anyways, back to consequences. It always is so confusing to me when parents give their children consequences that have literally nothing to do with the action. Like, I grew up with someone who lost access to their kitchen because they disobeyed and it's like you as a parent like literally it's your job to provide the basic necessities for your child and expect literally nothing in return they could be a brat to you all day long they could be rude they could be disrespectful to you all day long and it is still your fucking job to put food on the table and feed them and bathe them and clothe them and how have a freaking roof over their head that is literally the bare minimum of being a parent so i am always baffled to hear the way that children are punished or like the the consequences to their actions because consequences should be natural right like if your child hits you then you naturally don't want to play with them anymore right or if they hit their sibling and their sibling doesn't want to play with them that's a natural consequence Now your child needs to understand they need to make it better before the freaking peer that got hit will want to play with them again. I just never understood it. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. I apologize for like all the 18 tangents I've gone on today. 
But back to the topic at hand, you have to be able to uphold your boundaries regardless of the consequence. You have to understand that consequences have a positive and a negative. It is not just like a punishment for your decisions. Another part of respecting yourself is learning to show yourself to respect and love by being able to know when you're being mistreated. I think it's hard when you're in the middle of something to be like, oh, damn, you're right. Like, I am actually being harassed. I am actually being abused. I am actually being taken advantage of. You need to be able to separate yourself from the situation. And I know it's really hard when you have heightened emotions, but you have to be able to bird's eye view your own life, especially if you're unhappy. You have to be able to dissect it yourself and say, this is what is... This, I mean, it's likely more than just one thing. So X, Y, and Z is why I am unhappy. And then you have to understand and love yourself enough to change it. Nothing is going to change unless you put action behind it. Respecting yourself also goes toward taking care of yourself physically so that you don't death spiral. I listened to a podcast today that talked about light therapy. And I think a lot of people would benefit from literally doing like two seconds of research. If you are unhealthy and maybe it's a chronic illness, maybe you feel like shit, maybe you want to lose weight, maybe you want to gain weight. If you are unhealthy or you do not feel like you are your healthiest self, literally, do you understand how many resources are out there? Do you understand you can literally Google whatever you want? Like, it's sometimes baffling. Like, I was sitting at the table at lunch today talking with my coworkers, and I was like I wasn't going to offer up this piece of information to someone because I wanted the piece of information because we were in a game right and I wanted to win the game and my coworker looks and at me and goes he could literally google it <laughs> I was like that was pretty brutal but yeah like if you did any amount of research you can change on how you love yourself and take care of yourself like I used to eat straight garbage. I used to eat candy. I used to not have a structured meal plan. I used to not give a shit about protein. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't go to the gym. Honestly, I was pretty ignorant. I didn't know any better. I mean, maybe I did, but I didn't feel like it was that bad. But when I moved into my own apartment and decided to completely change my life, I now one year removed from that, I can see just how unhealthy I was. It makes me so sad to look back at pictures because I seriously, like I had an eating disorder. I looked so skinny and so unhealthy. And like, I posted this on Instagram the other day because this, I clearly lacked self-respect. This is why this is connecting to the story. But I posted on Instagram the other day a video to the track, the audio track that's like, I'll take care of you. And the you is a flashback of your previous self. And last year I gained about 15 pounds. And seriously, looking back at the pictures from 2022 and even earlier, I can see how unhealthy I was. But it seriously does go to a lack of respect. I tolerated so many things that right now, if it happened to me, you would be cut off in like yesterday. You wouldn't even get my time of day anymore. And it's honestly crazy. Like the growth is crazy. So round of applause for me. Sorry that turned into a freaking tooting my own horn. But I'm proud of myself. And respecting yourself is a key part of getting yourself out of the spiral into like sadness and anxiety. I was sad 
and I was anxious all the time. And last year, I learned about grounding. I learned about light exposure. I learned about actually taking care of my body and fueling it to be healthy and strong and going to the gym. And moral of the story is do your damn research and start taking care of yourself. Start respecting yourself enough to know that being ignorant is not the answer and that there are actual answers out there and that you can actually do something about it. So thank you for listening. Sorry I ranted at you. And I'm excited to talk to you guys next week about sleep and how it literally changes your life. But I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find links to my blog and my socials in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. Have the best Taco Tuesday. I'll talk to y'all next week.